0: What's up, y'all? It's your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Vibes. I usually don't do this, but I wanted to personally introduce this very special episode that we recorded in Atlanta a week or so ago with Sukori Bauman from Loveinvines.com and the Color of Wine podcast. And Larissa Dubois, resident wine educator with The Lotus and the Vines. During our time together, we dropped way too many jewels to fit into one episode. So I needed to be sure that you guys were aware that there is a sequel to this episode coming next week. This is a moment in wine and hip-hop, presented to you by Jermaine Stone, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wine. Wine and hip-hop. Yo. Wine and music. Yo. Tell me about it. know what it is. Check this, Check this out. Oh, yeah. You'll be the life of the party. Wine and hip hop really mirrors the the conversations that we have in my office about wine and music. Atlanta's hey, finest hey. What up? in the building. We, in AT- we live from ATL as well. Hey, you know, um, on
1: location. On location. Yes.
0: Thank you guys for welcoming me into your city, and also making this work out so quickly. Like. I spoke to both of you today. Yes.
2: (laughs) when you come happen. in town when the wolf of Wine is uh, yes. in town yes you stop all things you figure out how make to make it, it work
3: i, I,
0: I appreciate <laughs> you guys you
3: figure it i
0: appreciate you we were talking earlier I, just, I feel like this is um you know the the beginning of the black Wine avengers coming together <laughs> yes you know what i'm saying this is part 1 we ain't get to infinity wars yet like yes. this is this is still we ain't make it to yes. wakanda yet no. we, still, we still we still on the still journey still happening yep. you know so but how are you, ladies, doing? Good. I'm fantastic. <laughs> and so we are—we're all in wine. We're all celebrating, uh, you know, our black excellence. Mm-hmm. We all, you know, uh, getting the message of spreading the message of wine culture. Um, Larissa, how did you get started down this journey?
1: I used to sell drugs legally.
0: Back. Yeah, <laughs> we got some hustlers yeah, in the building. Thank you. I know a few people that used to sell drugs <laughs> illegally. Right, right.
1: Too. I was on the legal side. Right, right. I, you know, I was a pharmaceutical <laughs> sales rep. And my sales force got laid off. And um I was bartending trying to to make a very long story short, I was bartending trying to figure out my next step. And I saw the sales rep, the distributor sales rep coming into the bar I was at, and she was, you know, in the back talking with the manager, sampling stuff, and I'm like that looks like fun. So one day she came to the bar, started asking her questions. I'm like, so you do the same thing I did. But you have way better samples. Here's my resume. <laughs> Here you go. And that was the drug
0: samples weren't working for were you. They were
1: not. No, it was for like onychomycosis, which is like Knife. toenail fungus. Knife. Don't yeah, nobody. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> right. I don't have that. Gastroesophageal reflux disease. I don't have that. Was you the know, marijuana <laughs> breakthrough. Yes, and stuff. exactly. I, got you. So I got you.
0: My cataracts. Yes. Yeah, so I'm cataract. just. My
1: motto is I'm just trying to make the world a better place. And so my samples changed everything in my. And um, that was eight years ago. So uh, that was in Baltimore, Maryland. I was on the distributor side as an on-premise sales rep. And then we eventually moved down here about four years ago. And that's how I got on what we call the supplier side of the business. So plug. The plug. The plug. <laughs> the plug, plug talk. Exactly. You see how it all comes together? <laughs> yes.
0: Listen, if hustling is a must, be yes, so side, exactly. not Tony. Yes, exactly. Thank right? you. <laughs> Thank you.
1: The plug. And so from there, that ignited uh, my passion project, The Lotus and the Vines, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. But I'm um, eight years in I'm in this this wine thing, and it's dope. I love it. I'm passionate about it, and I'm excited to continue to share the little bit that I know <laughs> <laughs> with like, the masses. <laughs> so tell, tell
0: us a little bit about um, The Lotus and the Vines sure. a little bit.
1: So, so go ahead.
0: Uh, you know, something that I, I mentioned to you before, we had lunch earlier, yeah. earlier this week, yes. and I mentioned I'm a huge fan of your blog, and I like how how approachable your wine education is like you really and you're not dumbing it down either right. you're just making it digestible yeah. um so can you tell our listeners that sure. are not fans just yet yeah, yeah. Um, about your blog?
1: I appreciate that. And it really means a lot coming from you. You know, we, you know, completely developed a mutual respect for what we're both doing, what we're all doing in our lanes. And so, you know, it's always good to have that check-in like, you doing good, sis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, so the Lotus and the Vines, it's a lifestyle brand that's based on wine education. You know, i find that I believe and I genuinely know that wine knowledge is powerful Um, in business settings and personal settings, you know, a little bit of wine knowledge can take you a very, very long way. And I would be remiss to have the experience that I have in this industry and the wine knowledge that I have gained um, through different certifications and whatnot if I didn't share that. Because from a cultural stance, we as people of color were just never exposed to Wine, growing up, um, it was just one of those things. Whether it was a lack of access, lack of interest, um, we, or religious reasons, you know, I'm a. I grew up in the church. My dad's a minister of music, so they didn't drink. Mm wasn't until I went to college and was exposed to Boone's Farm, <laughs> which is obviously the not stuff. the wine that we drink in right now. Right, right, right. Amen for growth. We also but yeah, like it's something that I'm super passionate about because when you see the light turn on for people, um, it's amazing. And so, you know, my job is to ensure that, you know, when you go to a business dinner, that if you don't know how to pick a wine for the dinner, that you can ask for the sommelier in a fine dining setting, and um, you know not to be the one to ask for Riesling with your filet mignon.
3: Right. You know, (laughs) order a bourbon
1: or something else, Mm -hmm. but don't make those signature mistakes because we're expected to not know. And when we do, it's like, oh, Okay, you're hip. And so there's just a little bit more credibility. Like, you don't want to be the one who kills the presentation, goes to your business dinner to celebrate, toast it up, and then send back your Pinot Noir because you thought you were ordering a white wine.
3: But it's actually
1: a red because you red. thought you were getting Pinot Grigio. Tortues Those are the fly. little nuances you don't want. Try so, to be flying. You yeah. play yourself. Plage yourself.
0: <laughs> Plage yourself. You got to try not to yeah. play yourself.
1: So just be consistent through all marks. And so, you know, wine gives you access. It's... It's dope, and I just want to share it. So that's what the Lotus and the Vines is all about.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> um, we're drinking some champagne right now that Sukori brought us. Yeah. Thank you very much for the amazing selection. So, what are, what are we drinking right so, so, now? So,
2: we're drinking, I'm going to mispronounce it just because I have a West Coast, New York, and Southern <laughs> accent all together. Mm. And I think it's called, yeah, I think you got it, Philippina. Okay. Yeah. So, they have been making wine, and this is a champagne. They've been making wine. Uh, since the 1500s yeah mm. so i'm assuming i mean it's really good <laughs> it is. so they are doing something right they know what they're doing they know what they're doing <laughs> they know what they're doing and it's all to me bubbles whether it's champagne cava, sparkling wine prosecco whatever it is it's always nice to start because it First of all, it takes the edge off yeah, kind of sure, quickly. Sure. Um, I usually
0: use honey before my uh, before yo know, full disclosure before yeah. all of my other podcasts. I drink some honey, like you? Yeah. because well,
2: whatever takes the edge
0: off. I yeah. got it, it's wine and hip hop, so I got to. Yeah, you, so you know got I mean? But um, you. Um, I'm coming from. How many cats work. know that
1: Hennessy is made from grapes?
0: <laughs> exactly. <Same laughs> Thank
2: I mean, you. Yeah, it's cognac. So it's you're kind of doing, doing
1: the same
0: thing. I'm just getting started. Yeah. There's the there's the the scenic route and the express Yes, but I got to get to these podcasts I fast, so you know. I feel you. I but um, I'm on, I'm on business right now. I'm coming straight right. from the JL. The Turn up, so, not as <laughs> in I'm not. The turnip isn't I, couldn't, there yet. I couldn't do <laughs> Hennessy, so thank you for saving me with this champagne. Yeah. I appreciate Whatever it. Whatever I can do. <laughs> now, Sekou, you're also taking a, a, a different approach to how you spread wine knowledge. Yes. Um, can you tell? the whining hip-hop listeners a little bit about your blog.
2: So I have a blog called Love and Vines. um, And I started that blog, I would say, maybe four years ago with my brother. Um, And the reason we started it was that we lost our dad. Mm. And we went to California, you know, for the service and, and all of that. And we were coming back to Atlanta on the flight. And I remember sitting in my seat like, this is not my life. Like, I'm getting ready to go back to my corporate job doing, you know, something that I've been doing for a very, very, very long time that is no longer really exciting for me. I've got to find something else to do because I know that my dad would never want me to be complacent in my life. And um, so I got back to Atlanta, my brother and I did, and I was sitting on the balcony of my apartment and was reading Wine Spectator and was pissed. Oh, I was so mad because every page I turned, there was nobody in that magazine that looked like me. It was not a person of color, and I could count maybe one or two women in the magazine. Mm. And I thought, this is crazy, and I've got to figure out what to do because this just doesn't make any sense. And I've had a passion for wine for a long time, even when I lived in New York. Um, And I thought, I've got to do something. So I called my brother, and I said, look, we're going to start a blog. my brother was like, what the hell are you (laughs) talking about? And I was like, I love wine, we love music, and you're a chef. So let's just put it together. to
0: make that work?
2: Yeah. So we started Loving and Vines, and um, we were trying to really figure out what our lane was going to be. You know, were we going to do something from the um, like visual media? Were we going to do something on television or something online that had to do with food and wine and music? So we tried all these different things. I mean, we were shooting like little pilots. Right. <laughs> we were renting camera equipment. Isn't
0: that the fun part? Oh my like, god. The process. <laughs> Yo, the look, whole process. They make the, ele- the, the airplane fly on the first no. try. And yeah. we,
2: you know, and this is something, the creative aspect of what we do now and, and just being an entrepreneur is so against my grain.
3: Mm.
2: Um, so every time we did something like that, I was stepping out of my comfort zone. And I found out, I was like, wait a minute, I kind of like this. I kind of like talking about wine. I kind of like doing stuff with my brother. Um, I, I, and his best friend and their sister. I mean, so we were, right. it was like family doing something together. And so we tried to go all these different routes. And one day two a year ago, a year and a half ago, I was on the treadmill and I was listening to a podcast and I'm going to be perfectly frank. It was crap. It was horrible. <laughs> the only reason that I listened to the podcast was because Andre Mack was the guest. That was the only reason I listened Shout to it. Shout
0: out Andre Max. Shout out Andre. Go. Andre. Right? <laughs> so
2: that was the only reason that I listened to it. And he was the most dynamic thing about the podcast. So I almost fell off the treadmill because I had like one of those Oprah aha moments mm-hmm. where I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, we're going to start a podcast. And I was like, it doesn't cost a ton of money. Like doing stuff uh, from a video perspective, it costs a ton of money to get that stuff done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't have any other contacts. I don't know any producers. I'm like, seriously? It's a lot of work. I'm in banking. I was like, what what the hell do I know? So I was like, oh, you know, the cost to get involved in a podcast is like minimal, all you need is a mic and the software, right? Right. So, I got off the treadmill, called my brother at like seven thirty in the morning. He was pissed because he's a chef. He's like, seriously, you know you woke me up, I'm like, man. oh my god, I'm so excited! <laughs> I got to tell you what we're about to do. He was like, ah. Mm. So, we had had an idea a couple of years before that to do a docu series called mm. The Color of Wine.
0: And, I love that name, by the yeah. way. Thank you. Love that. Yeah. Name, Thank by the way. So, you. I seen that podcast. I was like, yo, I got to get <laughs> on there one day. <laughs> I gotta I on got to get on there one day. day. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get you I'm going to check you by getting you on my 1st You're mine on first. the list. Yes.
2: <laughs> I'm finishing season four. You're on the list. I'm here for this. You're on the list. So it was. I was like, you know what, we're going to take the idea that we have for the docu-series and we're going to do it in a podcast, Mm -hmm. which is going to be great because we're going to now have the opportunity to speak to so many more people Sure, because it's so much easier, um, you know, to do that from a podcast perspective, as opposed to, you know, going somewhere and flying and video. I was like, we can do that over the computer. Yeah. It's great. So I literally had the idea in December, January, I brought the mic and I spent some time on really kind of deciding how I wanted to do it. And my brother uh, was like, I'll produce it. So I'll do your editing. I was like, great, because I'm technology <laughs> is not my lane. And um, so I said, what I think we should do is just interview people. Like anybody that is a person of color in the wine industry, put them out there because Nobody's doing that,
0: and it's very mm. important. Yeah, and it inspires other people. You exactly. know, because like you know, I, I at this point now, October um, in October, I have been in wine now for fourteen years. Mm. And like when I was coming up, there was just nobody. You didn't you see know? anybody. There was like nobody, you. and at I was all. like young black kid. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, <laughs> and, dude, I feel you. And, and as you move along, and mm-hmm. you know, now the internet, social media, mm-hmm. you know, guys like you, um, I see that, and it's inspiring. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine if I had people like that to look mm-hmm. at and inspire me. So I think that what you're doing is real dope. For Thank sure. you.
2: I mean, it was one of those things where I thought. I started doing research before we had the idea of the podcast because we were thinking about the docu-series. I was like, I know we make wine. I know black folks (laughs) make wine. I was like, I've just got to find them. So I just started on the Internet, and I started doing research. And I went to uh, Benita Johnson's event that she has in Richmond, Virginia called the Exclusive Blacklist. Mm -hmm. I knew no one. Wow. I bought a ticket to Richmond. I bought a ticket to the to the uh, the tasting, the Grand Tasting. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. Because the other thing I realized was I had
1: never tasted wine made
2: by a black person.
1: Like, ever. So let's ask a quick question on that. You've been in right. the wine industry for 14 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Do you remember the first time you had a wine by a black winemaker? How long ago was it?
0: And I will keep it 5 million percent yeah. honest mm-hmm. with you. It was Andre Mack's wine. Same. Yeah, Andre Mack.
1: Eight years in the industry. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we are in, like, you know, very plugged-in parts of the industry. Mm -hmm. Right. Eight years in the industry. The first time I had a a wine made by a black winemaker was Andre Mack, and Mm -hmm. it was last year. Mm -hmm. No lie. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy.
2: I mean, it's insane. So, for me, it was... Last February, that's crazy. I had never. <laughs> Yo, had, isn't, isn't that crazy? How is, like, how was that even possible? Right. That's why
0: I feel like there's this explosion now. It is That's happening. It's you know, necessary. It's like, it's kind of like a black Renaissance of mm-hmm. wine happening. You know? Yeah, I'm yeah. here for it.
2: And it's you know, it's one of those things where I went to this event, and and if any of your listeners have the opportunity to go, it's an amazing event. The the grand tasting. You will be exposed to things that you just can't maybe get in your city. Mm. Um, because a lot of you know, it all has to do with distribution of and course, those that's, that's the key the to battle, the kingdom, right? They gotta highlight got the wolf.
0: Right. right. <laughs> they got right. The wolf.
2: Because a lot of For it sure. is like like some of the wine I couldn't necessarily get in Georgia. No. Nope. So I flew to Richmond. To taste the damn wine. (laughs) And I was was like, okay, (laughs) that shit is good. I was like, let's be real. But I was like, I'm enjoying this. And, you know, so it's an amazing event. event, And I love what she's doing as far as bringing all these black winemakers together and then just bringing wine enthusiasts together to actually experience Mm -hmm. it. So I did that. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to start emailing people. Like, I've done this research. I have a list. And I'm going to start emailing people. And I was like, oh, my God, no one. Is going to say yes. I've never done this. (laughs) I was never on like the the AV team. I was never on. (laughs) I was never on like the the news or radio show for the college. You know, for my college, I went to HBCU. Shout out Dillard University, Blue Devils. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but I had never done anything like this. So I just started emailing folks, and every last person that I asked said yes. That's dope. Every last one of them, and I was like shit now i gotta do this now I actually gotta. now i gotta actually like <laughs> put this, this shit together right Uh-oh. i'm like i gotta actually do this what the hell um so i just yeah. started doing it and and my mission with the color of wine is i want people to know that we exist in this space i want people that are of color and not of color to know that we are here And for my, you know, my brothers and sisters, you know, that are people of color, I want them to know we're here and it's possible. Right. If you have any interest in wine, it is possible to be in this field, be successful.
1: Representation matters.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) I tell people all the time, I'm like, the best thing for us as a people was Barack Obama being president because he showed our young people that it's possible mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not you agree with his politics sure. yeah. and every decision that he made when he was in office mm-hmm. the fact that it was him in that space right. shows that little kid that's four years old that doesn't know any other president but him yeah that it's possible so
0: honest conversation right like my brother and i when we were growing up you know People tell you like, "Oh, you can be anything you want. Can't be president." Mm
1: -hmm. Right? (laughs) We would always how real is that? Right? We used to
0: answer that. Now can't say that anymore. That's a big deal. It It
2: is. And think about it. There are kids that don't know anything else about the presidency except for him. Yeah. Except for him. So I'm like, you know, that is a representation. It shows people that it's possible. The color of wine is here to show people that it's possible. We are creating. In oral history mm. of people of color in the wine industry yeah. there are people that have done like radio programs here and there and have interviewed winemakers before but the catalog that we are that we are building right is unlike any other catalog that's out there
0: it's true because it's, it's extensive it's, it is. yeah i and mean covering I, every single part of the industry and
2: it's crazy because now i've had people come to me mm-hmm. and i'm like what yeah yeah, yeah absolutely that's no,
1: that's wrong. I'm like,
2: we got this. Absolutely. Let's work it out. That's wrong. You know, and now when I come to people, there are some folks that are like, oh, absolutely, because I know what you're doing and I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Let's get it done. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get the story out there because if we don't tell the story ourselves, then there's going to be somebody else that's going to tell the story and it's going to be wrong. And they've done
1: it before and they'll do it again. They're going to do it again. So Mm -hmm. in
2: this space with something that I have a great passion for, which is wine, we have to control the narrative. Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm trying to do.
0: And it's it's really at a good time because, you know, I was saying earlier, it's kinda like there's this black renaissance and mm. wine uh, you know in, in black culture mm-hmm. overall yeah mm-hmm. like you know there's that huge article about all the NBA players getting yes, into yes. wine society. the secret society you know, yeah. LeBron is mm-hmm. LeBron, really LeBron if you're it.
2: listening I'd love you to be on the podcast yeah yo <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> message <laughs> exactly <laughs> side note
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah LeBron Jimmy Butler D. Wade has his own D. Wade has, D- his, Wade own has wine. his own and wine and he's had his for a minute have you for guys tried it yet I haven't I have opportunity you know,
2: yet. and let me tell you something. His his wine has actually received um, you know, some accolades that yeah. is really good. And I'm excited to try it, but I have a wine budget, right? <laughs> that yeah. I blow every, every month.
3: month um just, but he it, it is definitely something
2: that I'm looking forward to trying. Um I, I'm
1: excited about trying it and seeing what it's all about. I think the other side of the coin, too, is distribution. I mean, that's such a key part of it. Like, unless you're going directly to the winery itself, like, it may not even be available in the state that you're in. And I think that's another part of why, you know, we're just, we were just oblivious to the fact that there was this, like, segment of our Mm -hmm. wine Mm -hmm. population of, you know, people of color that are, you know, not just making wine, making serious Mm -hmm. wine, making fine wine. Mm -hmm. Because, you know celebrity endorsements are great Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like what's in the bottle what's in the glass is the juice good yes and to know that you know this is a very you know relevant part of the wine world that we just aren't exposed to how do we you know create that dialogue Mm -hmm. and how do we you know make that representation you know come to a higher level Mm -hmm. um i think it's really telling you know you you, and my story in particular, and I have other colleagues in the industry that have all said the same thing. Like, we didn't even know. Mm-hmm. We didn't even realize. I had no idea. Didn't even know.
0: But, you know, it, it also comes down to, you know, when and where we're entering the business. Yeah. You know, Because Absolutely. understanding distribution, understanding how distribution works, mm-hmm. understanding how to um, The numbers work. Solicit yourself <laughs> exactly. for distribution. Yeah. Like, exactly. that's tough, you know, making the right pitch, all that stuff. Identifying the distributors, Mm. supply and and um, demand. Do you have enough? Exactly. Where do you you... fall
1: in the hierarchy? If they're going to actually push your wine, is your Mm -hmm. wine ever going to be on goal, or is it just Mm going to be something that's going to be in the warehouse? And if somebody has a unique work with, then they'll pull it. Like Mm -hmm. these are all things. Like just because you get the distribution, your wine gets in the house, doesn't mean your wine is getting pushed out the house. Exactly. And then if it doesn't get pushed out the house, and you you know that can be a few. (laughs)
0: You just right. It. so it's going right. to be you or the wine, bro. Right. One or the other. Because That's it's like it's aging right.
1: inventory now. Like, yep. we can't do anything with this. We're not making money mm. off of this. So, you know, whether it's your feet on the street or whatever the case might be, like, I mean, there are so many layers to it and it's intimidating, but mm. there's oh, enough sure. of us in the industry that can, you know, help each other figure it out. Yeah. But
0: interestingly enough, um, <clears throat> and I ran some numbers on this stuff because of a, a project that I was working on 26. A little over 26% of all wine sales in the United States is purchased by African Americans.
1: Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? Crazy. Ain't something? so much right? buying power? Ain't a, something? a lot of
0: buying power. Hmm. But there's no direct marketing efforts. Moscato. You know? <laughs> a lot of Moscato. Nothing not wrong with Moscato. Mus- right? I'm, gonna tell you, you know, I'm gonna tell
1: you what's real. I'ma tell you what's real. When we talk about marketing dollars, right. it's going yes. to Moscato and sweet wines. Yes. Yes. So when I was working with the distributor in Maryland, I had PG County. So shout out to PG County. Because that was my stomping ground, and whenever there was a new Moscato or a new sweet wine that was introduced to the mm-hmm. distributor, everyone in the room just looked at me. Yeah, Looked <laughs> yeah. at yeah. my black ass. I'm like, mm-hmm. first of all, y'all are like, keep looking at me. I don't drink this shit. <laughs> like, I don't drink this. I don't know why you're looking at me. But nah like, it was, it was understood as like, oh yeah, these sweeter wines, you know, became, Larissa will it be the, the one. To, the yeah, and right. yeah, <laughs> seriously. And that's what that's what it came down to was like, you know, like the marketing dollars go towards sweeter wines. And Mm. again... Moscato and it's I don't talk bad about Moscato only the only reason why I don't like Moscato is because of the alcohol content mm-hmm. yeah. it's like if you look at the bottle I'm calculated it'll normally say 5% or so mm-hmm. that's like drinking a beer mm-hmm. I'm not gonna drink Moscato I'll drink a beer <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanna get more bang for my buck right, right. but when Moscato's made the right way it's delicious yeah. get your D-O-C-G Moscato right. Dosti from the Piedmont region I just dropped a little knowledge on y'all mm-hmm. right it's <laughs> <Get> the <laughs> same
2: region that but, makes my favorite wine Barolo Yes.
1: No, so Barolo. you have like this, you know, it. Moscato, which has this, you know, ne- this connotation, negative connotation to it. Now, being made in the same region that Barolo, which is one of the most coveted wines in the world. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: I think there's there's two
2: things. I completely agree with you. And it's, it's one of those things where if you like Moscato, if you like sweeter wines, let me introduce you to a person of color that's making them. Because if you're going to spend your money on it, and we are now in this Wakanda phase, I call it Wakanda the Wakanda phase, Wakanda forever, <laughs> and we're all talking about supporting each other. Yeah, we and, all Wakandans now.
0: Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> and sure. you know,
2: black power, mm-hmm. let's talk about when you talk about black buying power, Mike, if you want to buy some Moscato, and some good Moscato, yeah. you need to buy Flow by Marcus Johnson. Hey. His Moscato has an alcohol content between Higher. 11 and, and 13%. Panty dropper. So right? So
0: <laughs> so it I'm is about, a total panty y'all dropper. I ain't said it. She said it. I
2: said <laughs> And I'll co-sign on it. It is a total panty. But like, it oh, is, Lord. but it's good. <laughs> and it has the alcohol content. So it has some structure. It has some backbone to it. You're not just drinking yeah. something that is syrupy. Yeah.
0: Right. So That's the thing that kills me about Moscato. I know. It's syrupy. Like, yeah. I can't... There's
2: so much crap Moscato out there that you do have to, you kind of have to know what you like. Mm -hmm. And if you want a really good Moscato and you want to support black business, then go out and buy Marcus Johnson's Flow. If you want something also that is a little sweeter that maybe has some fruit infusion in it, go Gwen Hurt. You know, mm-hmm. go buy her wines. Mm-hmm. If you want something that's bubbly and, and all of that, go to um, Venus Sympatica, which is another black woman making Girl, sparkling wine. Girl, you put
0: me on right now. Did you know <laughs> these? I'm yet? writing, I'm writing. I didn't. Oh, right? <laughs> oh. Yo. So you got all this. podcast?
2: You got all this because I've interviewed all these people.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, okay. That really is right? awesome. Word. But
3: you
2: have, so so the thing is, is that, you know, I need for us as people of color to stop buying blind where you're just buying because
0: it's in the store mm-hmm. right that's, that's how it's working right, now. right that's where that's where the over 26 percent comes from right. yeah it's just right there right it's on the shelf no doubt All right um but what do you think is kind of leading to this how do you think this black wine explosion is happening like why is it happening and why now
1: I'm we're finding each other yeah I think that was a big part of it. But not just
0: necessarily that, but I also feel like culturally, we're just drinking more. Like Jay-Z's talking about Jacques, you know, Swiss.
1: The travel noir movement. Yeah. Yeah. I think the travel noir movement is directly correlated to people wanting to be more cultured. You know, like you and I talked about this the other day, like Mm -hmm. the new currency is likes. Yeah. So nobody, was, nobody black was, you know, worried about going abroad. And if they were, it was very few and far between. But right. now you have this social currency where, like, everybody wants to go to Dubai or Thailand or wherever so they can get the dope pick
3: mm-hmm. and
1: get mad likes and go viral. Mm-hmm. And so it created this movement where, like, we're not worried about, you know, the designer things anymore that we've all spent money on foolishly yeah. at some point in time. It's like, oh, well, if I'm going to spend this money, I'm going to spend it on a trip. And Mm -hmm. so travel is a very cultural thing. Wine is very well integrated into that. You can't go to Europe and not be exposed to wine. And if you don't get exposed to wine in Europe, you're missing out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that...
0: really quickly, um, while you're on that, I just also want to let the fans know. That's something I also really like about uh, your blog, and I mentioned this to you before, about you talk a lot about wine being your passport. Yes, Mm yes. And you know... I'm from the BX, <laughs> like I'm from the, I'm, I'm from the real hood, not the rap right, hood. Right, right. Like you know, you from
2: the boogie dance. Yeah,
0: I, there's some things I've seen. I so can't. I've seen, I've seen forty bottles get broke on people's backs.
2: Yo. Like
0: you know, you I'm from that, that boogie dance. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's real talk. But real. um, you know, and when I I didn't think about. Traveling like my family's yeah. Jamaican, I mm-hmm. went to Jamaica, in the Bahamas. That yeah, was about that's it.
1: What we, and we were doing great doing that. Yeah, you know I, I mean to be able to win. go there, like how many kids in the hood got to do that? You exactly. know what I mean? Like,
0: and then when I started working in wine, like to understand wine, you have to understand all of the different yes, parts of the world, the
1: geography and everything. Understand
0: geography, what happened in this specific year? It's yes. the history. Have, the history is crazy. Yes. It's the history, you know. But it really takes you. It's bigger than just a drink. Yeah. It helps expose you to the rest of the world. Sure. Which is what I like about it. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I cut you
1: off. No, so wine is my passport and you know, I will say that in a, in another vein because you know, we can all, you know, sit here and talk about how great wine is, but some a lot of people are like, Well, I like this. And I like it because I like it, and uh-huh. that's it. Right. But, you know, why you might want to expose your passport, um, expose your palate is because you can go a lot of places with mm-hmm. wine, and all you had to do was go to your local wine shop. You can go to South Africa. South Africa is an expensive trip. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? You can go and get a nice bottle of wine for $20, and you're in South Africa mm-hmm. because South Africa came to you. You can go to Chile. You can go to Argentina, France, Italy, Spain. Australia, New Zealand, you can go all these places through wine. Mm-hmm. And these are the reasons why if you have what we call a sweeter palette, you might want to start to expand because where I mean, if you don't if your wanderlust dreams aren't able to come to fruition right now because of budgetary reasons,
3: mm-hmm.
1: go to get go get a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like you can try it before you buy contingent on where you're going. Um, but it's it's a great opportunity. And so so I had to put that out there because you brought it up because it is important. I, that's one of the other reasons why I love wine.
2: Yeah. And I I agree with you. I think, you know, for me as a child, we traveled not outside of the country, mm-hmm. but we traveled. We yeah. flew. We went everywhere. And I grew up in California. Mm. So there was wine on my table, you know, as a as a child. Um, and I knew what County? it was oh, from me. Southern California, okay. Pasadena. Shout right. out to Pasadena. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> shout out to everywhere I live. Have to. Right? Including mm-hmm. Manhattan. That's your terroir. And East Harlem. Yes. All that's my terroir. <laughs> that is your terroir. That is my yeah, terroir. That's dope. That's why my accent is so crazy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so I grew up traveling. I grew up exposed to wine. So it's a little bit different for Man. me. And... You know, even as I grew up, when I went to college, I didn't drink great wine because I couldn't afford the wine. Right. Like my mother was drinking, drinking Burgundy.
0: You were drinking champagne?
3: Listen, here.
2: <laughs> I was drinking Boone's Farm. <laughs> nice. And wow. I really liked the strawberry. Strawberry
0: fields. Yes.
2: <laughs> and I, liked, and I, I did like the apples sometimes, mm. right? But otherwise, I just ate the fruit out the trash can punch. Okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> A totally different story. It'll yes. get you right, though. It will, though. And I didn't think it would. I was like, no, just. <laughs>
3: yeah, Over in the corner, like sliding
2: right. down the wall, like that's, seriously. That's
0: the, that's the concentrate. That, I had a fruit That's the salad. unstepped on part of the oh dough, right God. there.
3: I just Jude, had a
2: fruit salad. I would be in there and my cousin would come in like, what the hell is wrong? I was like, I just ate the fruit. And he's like, oh. Okay, uh, come on. So it was that, you know, amaretto, sour. So you drink all that crap, right, while mm, you're in college. Sure did. And I think for, like for my generation, because I don't know how old everybody is this ta- at this table, but. I'm 46, right? So those stop of us
0: telling that, people that because they ain't gonna believe, they know, you
2: no. you're so, just
0: stop you're, telling people it's that. It's the champagne. You're gonna start, the you champagne. You don't want to play yourself. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Yo, stop trying to my intelligence, man." Right <laughs> it's,
2: it's the sh- it's the bubbles. Uh, but you know, so we went off to a lot of us that I went to. School, we went off to corporate America, right? Yeah. So when you're in corporate America and you're going to dinners and all this other kind of stuff, you have to know how to can. Conduct yourself right. at the table. You have to know what to order, what not to order. And my mother taught me what I needed to order, and she taught me about wine initially. Um, and you know, and now I teach her, right? But I think it's also as we have progressed and moved up in our careers and have hit these other levels that people didn't think we were gonna hit. We knew we would hit them right. that we've had to open ourselves up to something other than the Amaretta Sours and the Vodka tonics and the whatever, because when you're sitting at a dinner and, and you've closed, closed, that. You know, you've closed <laughs> a $200 million deal, hmm. they're not drinking that. Yeah, nah. So you have I wish to. You would. Right? Can I
1: get the <laughs> Midori salad, <Right>? please? Midori sour with. We had a really good day. Thank you. I want to turn up. Right. <laughs> I want to turn all the
2: way up. Right. So it's it's you know we're just exposed. We have to be a little more open. I think the millennials are open. Yes. They are so much more open than we were because they've been exposed For to so sure. much. Yeah. And you know, yes, the athletes and the celebrity. Part of wine that is now being, um, uh, that is now there's a focus on it. Mm-hmm. I think that's also helping. My only issue with it,
0: and talk about anybody it.
2: Anybody listening is gonna get pissed off, be pissed off because here's my thing I get that you want to drink the bottle of wine that costs a thousand dollars, but the folks that follow you don't have necessarily talk about all it all the time a thousand dollars to spend, spend on, on wine, wine. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing like you know how what? are you affecting that,
0: you know what that comes down to It's and this is actually why um i think it's also kind of coming up so much in the mm. culture is the aspirational aspect mm-hmm. of hip-hop mm-hmm. black mm-hmm. culture the whole nine yards mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we always talking about where we want to be as mm-hmm. opposed to where we are like you mm-hmm. always shown what you got mm-hmm. right you know living rich dying broke mm-hmm. you know like there's yeah. a lot of yeah. there's a lot of that but um and people want to stunt like yeah. people like to stunt that's but I'm
2: like it and here's it was the same thing like when Jordan's first came out and I know if I say Jordan' yeah. that's, like sacrilegious or whatever and I I get it
0: we like to keep it real on wine. Right.
2: Okay, so i yeah. keep, keep it real I'm gonna keep it real yeah. real. So when Jordan came out with his shoes, and they were however much they were at Nike, whatever, I remember my brother asking for a pair of Jordans. And I remember my parents looking at him like, you've lost your damn mind. Right. Right. You don't have no job. You are not getting <laughs> yeah. these pair of tennis shoes. I don't, you for Christmas. He money. didn't get them for his, <laughs> right? And look, we were, you know, we're middle class black folks, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He didn't get them for his birthday. He didn't get them for Christmas. Nothing. Now he got a bike. Right, he got a drafting table because he's an artist. <laughs> but he didn't get these Jordans and these other shoes and my parents were like, No, because no. That's not what's important. Right. What's important is that we help to develop and help you hone your crafts. Right. Right?
3: That's fair.
2: So they didn't get him to tennis Violet shoes. shoes he still want, wasn't you feeling get it though. Right. <laughs> you get, yeah, you get good at, you know, you become an artist, you do what you got to do. Make your own shoes. So you put that out there and I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Make
3: your own shoes.
2: Like my guest jeans that I had to pay for because they were $50. <laughs> <laughs> my mother was like, you will pay for them yourself. Thank yeah. you. I was like, okay, I'll save my money. Ooh. But you know, so it's that like you bring out these shoes, but you have to know that the majority of your audience is kids, yeah. and they may not be the kids live in the big ass house on the hill. So yeah. you know, I get that these celebrities don't need to take on the entire role of being, um, you know, the one that is responsible for what kids want. Mm-hmm. But you have to take some responsibility because, you know, Jordan knew that all these kids like looked up to him and you put out some shoes and half of them can't afford the shoe. So it's the same thing and why I get. Whoever, I won't mention no name. (laughs) Because I'm trying to get LeBron on my show, but I'm not talking about you, LeBron. (laughs) But I get whoever wants to go out right and drink the $1,000 bottle of wine and put that shit up on social media like this is how I stunt, this is how I roll. Yeah,
0: you got to mix it up. You You got to mix it up. You got to give them both. I
2: get that's what you want to do, and that's fantastic. Yeah, Do it, show it, it's your life. Mm -hmm. But also show people another side. And also... And I'm assuming that a lot of these guys um, are are getting this too. Understand who's making your wine. Mm. Understand who's in that vineyard picking them grapes that are being used to make your wine. Because if it doesn't happen in the vineyard, your wine's going to be shit. Yeah. So know what that entails. Know who those people are because they're the ones that are making you the money that you're making from selling your wine. Because if your wine is shit, nobody's paying for it. Nobody. But that guy that's out there picking those grapes and monitoring those vines and making sure that they're not diseased, taking care of them, Mm. you gotta know who those people are. If you're putting out a product that you stand behind and that you believe in, that's just my thought. Well, and I'm gonna sit.
0: I'm going sit on that. Jesus, so she just, she, wait, let me move <laughs> you, let me move your soapbox real quick. Right there,
2: put the soapbox soap off. Hello. I'm up in here sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a personal summer. And I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I done got to that point where I'm up in here glistening. All right. Now uh,
0: all right, uh, now, okay. now, now, we about to go into hip-hop Boom. mode.
2: Yes. We, <laughs> I, y'all, I am for real. Now thrilled. we ready.
0: Now, now, now she feeling it from the heart now, B. Now she feeling it from the heart. Okay.
2: <laughs> we have primed
0: the pump. Yeah. We're ready to go. She hey. said she was going to prime the pump, too. She did. <laughs> so you know what we do here? We uh, we pair wine with music. I I have a little list that I go by. Okay. But right now we in we got like a triangle happening here. So I (laughs) and and we all masters of our environment. So I wanted to spice it up a little bit. (laughs) We (laughs) we we drank all the champagne. The champagne's done. That's why we (laughs) flowing into the next segment. But we are gonna get into hip hop mode. And I just yeah. need you guys to put your your rapper caps on for all a right. second. I'm on it. Um, the way this worked was, I was talking to Larissa. I was also speaking with Sekou. I'm like, all right, let's try to get together on Friday. Got back to her on Friday. I'm like, yo, I mean, Larissa, we doing a podcast. Why don't you come through? <laughs> so it, it worked. It, it all worked, worked right? So I'd we had already spoken and you had already selected yes. a wine, mm-hmm. right? Um, and. I'm a big fan of this particular producer. Can you tell our audience about it a little bit?
1: Yeah, so I brought Hess Collection uh, Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley. This is the Mount Veeder, Mount Veeder. Um, region mm. of Napa and why Valley.
0: And v- why is Mount Veeder important?
1: It boasts some of the highest elevation in oh. Napa Valley. So this is mountain fruit. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so because of that, this nice. is going to express itself differently than your typical Napa Valley Cabernet. Got so, you. And this is a 2010, so this is talk. about eight years old, so... So has a little age on it, so it'll definitely give off some primary, secondary, and tertiary aromas and flavors.
0: Nice. Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> That's what happens,
1: and she's
2: on it. <laughs>
0: yes. That's what happens. Yes, and I paired that with, uh, and we'll get to why in a minute. Yes, <laughs> but I paired that with Outcast, Spodeyody, Dope, Delicious yes. Angel, yes. one of my favorite songs of all time. Such
1: a dope pairing. <laughs> you know, I can't wait to hear like to how you broke it down. But yeah, so dope. But
0: then, but then I chose that song and I told Corey like I. Right, now I want you to pair a wine with that, that song.
1: song.
2: Boom, boom. twist, ow, 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 twist. Ow, ow, we do a twist
0: ow, ow. in there. You know what I'm saying? We that's twist new. It all that's up. that's yes. new. For wine. Only in Atlanta. Yes. Only we got the queens of wine. Do it.
1: Right. The Atlanta
0: do it. queens right. of wine yes. right now. Right. So, um, so, and, and what did you feel went went best with that?
2: So, I this is a new producer for me, and I went by when. Tremaine told me what the what the song was. First of all, <laughs> I vibed with it in my office with mm. my head's, my headphones on my ear thingies on. And um, I wanted something that had some soul to it. I wanted something that had a little funk on it. I wanted something that was contemplative because when you listen to the lyrics in that song, mm. to me it's when you sit back and you're sitting in your house and you're drinking some wine and you're listening to it and it takes you back yeah. to when you were a yeah. young buck yeah.
0: mm-hmm. right just mm-hmm. podio right, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> when I when I
2: had my yeah. Spodiode on
0: like for real for real
2: but so I yeah. wanted to I wanted something that was and I it was funny because when I went into one of my wine stores that I go to here in Atlanta I was like I want something that you can chew I want Chewy. something that is <clears throat> when you put it when you drink it it explodes and it gives some some heft mm-hmm. on your palate. Mm-hmm. Um, so we chose a petit Syrah by Dirty and Rowdy. So here's a crazy thing about this wine, and here's how it relates to Outcast and to the, everything that's happening right now. These dudes are from Georgia, mm.
3: so uh,
2: yeah. Oh. So one of the guys got laid off in like 09 He was in technology, got laid off, and decided to move to Napa and he met up with another partner of his and his wife and they started making wine. They were like, "Well, shit. I mean, if there's nothing else we're going to do, we're going to come out here and make some wine." Yeah. So they're making these wines. The the grapes that come that are used to make this wine come from vines that are over 80 years old. It's all organic
3: dry farm. Now,
0: why uh are older vines more helpful yeah. for wine? Oh my
2: god. Because they struggle,
0: mm. struggle. Because you see what they happens struggle. with struggle.
2: Yeah. Because they get struggle, get and you get <laughs> such great fruit because they have to work for it. Yeah. Mm. It's not just oh yeah, I'm a new vine and I'm all green and cute and I'm just gonna pop out some grapes <laughs> yeah. and everything's oh, peom, gonna be peom, good. Peom, peom. No, they have right. <laughs> <laughs> peom,
1: peom, peom. <laughs> so like peom. Peom, peom. Right pew. So <laughs> when you're going
2: with with the with a vine that is older mm. it's struggling to make that fruit so that fruit that it makes has so much to it so you gotta much pull from deep. you got to sure. get all down in them roots mm-hmm. yeah. and it's you know it's interesting because it's dry farm because it's california and they don't mm-hmm. have you know they should come to atlanta and get some of the water that we've had in the past two weeks but yeah. they don't mm-hmm. have all that water for irrigation so these vines are really stressed really out. stressed yeah. and you know, we're gonna see what it tastes like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to taste Have it. Have you had this? I've never had it before. Ooh. So I've never had this one, and I've never had the champagne before. Okay,
0: either. So, so far, you
2: shooting? You doing all right? Yeah. I, I so like trying something new. Yeah, <laughs> I like the new stuff.
0: Okay, well, um, without further ado, we are gonna get into Outcast, spodiote Dope, Delicious Angel. Enjoy, peace. Listen to the music. Vibe out with it. it all blends perfectly. Let the liquor tell it. Hey, hey! Look, baby, they playing our song, and the crowd goes wild as if Hollywood just won the fight. But in actuality, it's only about 3 a.m. and three niggas just done got hauled off in an ambulance. Two niggas on star bus. One nigga done took his shirt off, talking about now. Who else wanna fuck with Hollywood? Code? Next week. On wine and hip hop.
2: Anybody that's listening that lives in Atlanta knows exactly what the hell I'm talking about, and this is kind of funny. So I live—I won't tell you where exactly, but Mm. I'll tell you the town or the area. I live in Mapleton. Okay. Okay. So when you're on 285, there used to be a street called Bankhead, right? Mm -hmm. It is now called something else Mm -hmm. because they tried to change, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole, you know, thing about it. You can't change. Bankhead is Bankhead. It is what it is. Bankhead. Right? So when you come <laughs> off of when you come off of 285, right? On Bankhead, and you go to the right, <laughs> there is a spot called the Blue Flame. Oh, mm. Lord. Mm.
0: Lord have mercy. Okay. <laughs> this is <a> Okay. Out- <laughs> and I'm I, I'm this is not my words. This there. is this is not my words. It's just because <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your stick to the floor. This is not my words. Your feet stick to the this floor. <laughs> right? I'm, always, the floor, because, I'm just telling you <laughs> because
3: <laughs> I've been only there. because you said blue
0: flame. Right. Every time I hear no. that, I think about the big boy <laughs> skit where he like, oh, I'm just coming from the big from the blue flame. Ain't right? nothing but some big booty holes in it. <laughs> right? yeah. But
2: that's exactly right, right? Yeah. So the first time I went to the blue oh, flame.
0: This
1: concludes another moment in wine and hip hop.